0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. With our season seemingly on the line, the Bears took the field Sunday night, looking to end their two-game losing streak and game ground in the division with a win over the Green Bay Packers. Could the Bears overcome the pack? Or has this season officially gotten away from us? All of this plus bear up and bear down on the Week 10 Review episode of The Chicago Bears Review! You know, I think it's safe to say what the answers to those questions in the opening were. Um, you know, it's uh, it was ugly, ugly, and I think that ugly puts a pretty face on it, to be honest with you. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. Back, the Week 10 Review episode of the Chicago Bears Review, and uh, we're hoping to uh, have a conversation that, um, you know, had uh, lots of positives in it, referring to uh, how well the Bears played on Sunday night and uh, how the season hasn't gotten away from us and there's still hope and uh, don't lose faith and all the rest of that. And then, you know, Sunday night actually took place and uh, all of those hopes were dashed in the first 30 minutes. Uh, and As a matter of fact, for me, they were dashed in the first 15. Now, I made a prediction uh, on the show uh, on Thursday Letting you guys know that if if I didn't see what I was looking for from the Bears, that I would call the game after the first quarter, no matter what the score was, and uh, you will hear me stick to that promise during the knee jerk reactions, which we'll get here get to just uh, just shortly. So the questions in the opening were: Could the Bears overcome the pack, or has this season officially gotten away from us? Uh, the answer to the course question obviously is no. And the answer to the second one was obviously yes. This season has officially gotten away from us, especially because of the the word that was used several times, um, and it's uh, you know the you know derivative uh, you know whatever the, the the synonyms of the word were uh, you know dumbfounded, uh, confounded, uh, you know can't understand over and over were words like this used by Coach Trustman. In his press conference on uh, Sunday night, as well as uh, the press conference he held yesterday afternoon in, in Hallis Hall, uh, the depressing part about the the press conference in Hallis Hall yesterday was that we, as Bear fans, after the performance that took place on Sunday night, were expecting to hear about some changes. Uh, whether it be Mel Tucker's firing after a second straight game of the Bears giving up 55 uh, 50 points, 51 to New England two weeks ago and after a bye week and uh, you know two weeks to get ready for a division opponent that we've already played this year for us to come out and play worse than we did against New England, uh, lose by a wider margin than we did against New England. And uh, you know on national television, no less with all the motivation that you need in the world uh, for anyone who had a chance to hear my uh, my appearance on on WMT uh, yesterday uh, morning I, I, I posted it uh, just a few hours before I posted this show um, you know I said how much more motivation did the Bears need uh, they were you know coming off a of bye week they had two weeks to get ready for this game they're playing their arch rival. They're playing their arch rival on national television. They're 3 and 5. Their season is getting away from them. How much more motivation did they need to come out and play like animals in that first quarter, in that first half to set a tone and take control of the football game? And what you saw was a bunch of guys just going through the motions. And the one key play that, you know, that basically summed it all up, uh, came from the guy that I've been trying to defend uh from from uh you know all the scrutiny that he's been getting and, and it's not like, you know, all bets are off and he's on his own now or anything like that, but it's just, you know, I I uh you know, he's still not the problem. He's not the problem. He's not the reason that the Bears are three and six. Uh, and of course you guys know I'm talking about Jake Cutler. There was an interception that he threw in the first quarter that um you know he he just it was the the very definition of going through the motions like he was in practice or something he had martellus bennett martellus bennett was open and instead of firing it in there like we all know jay cutler can he just kind of you know kind of just floated it out there and he threw it behind uh, martellus a little bit and because he did the receiver, the defender the db was able to make a break on it and pick it off and a few plays later the Packers are up fourteen to nothing, uh, and they were off to the races after that. So um, you know, this wasn't even this wasn't even close to what it was like the first time around where the, the, the two offenses uh you know basically went back and forth on each other. This was a one sided affair from the outset. So um yeah, let's just <laughs> Let's just go ahead and get this thing over with. What do you say, huh? Let's go diving into the review and get to the knee-jerk reactions, so we can just get this thing done and get on with our week and look forward to the Bears possibly winning a football game for the first time in a month on Sunday when they take on the uh, excuse me the Minnesota uh, Vikings. So let's go ahead and dive into the the review, the Bears and the Packers on Sunday Night Football. So as I said a moment ago, the Bears had all the motivation in the world to come out and play like gangbusters in that first quarter, to try to come out and set a tone, to try to come out and prove the rest of the world wrong, that, that we're not a bad football team. We've just played some bad football games, and you know we're ready to show the world who we are here on national television with the whole world watching. We're going to make an example of the Green Bay Packers and set the tone for the second half of our season. That didn't even remotely happen. I mean, there wasn't a competitive moment in this entire football game. There really wasn't anything that where I was excited about what was happening uh, during this game. And it's just, you know, I, it, it, I'm never happy, never, ever happy when I have to go into a football game uh, for the Bears thinking that um, – yeah, we have no chance in hell in this game. We don't have a chance. And it's just from what we've been shown those first eight weeks of the season. You know, just, and it's been a regression since the start of the season. You know, against Buffalo, it was, you know, we were, we, we were a couple of mistakes. You know, we killed ourselves against Buffalo. We don't make a couple of mistakes in that game. We run away with it. You know, uh, same thing in the loss against Carolina. We shot ourselves in the foot against Carolina, turning the football over in the fourth quarter. uh, You know, the defense all of a sudden just started to take a dump right there on the field uh, and everything uh, in between. The, The first game against the Packers, you know, moving up and down the field at will. Even in the second half, when we started turning over the football, we they were we were killing progressive drives. We drives moving down the field, getting ourselves into scoring position. Uh, you know, the defense was on their. You know, the Packers are on their heels defensively. Matt Forte is running downhill uh, the whole football game. Then we start turning over the ball. The Packers put out. You know, get out way in front of us, and and we can't catch them. You know, and then there was the Miami game. The Miami game, that was the really like the first stru- first step there, you know, which was the most disappointing game of this year by far, uh, because of how we looked the week before against Atlanta. You know, we come out there and we destroy the Falcons from like the second quarter on. We were all over Atlanta, and um, then we come out against Miami. Uh, you know, a team that that many of us view as as inferior to us. And they, you know, beat us like a redheaded stepchild the entire football game. And any time we made any progress, we allowed Miami that progress in fold to, uh, you know, to kind of negate what we had just done. And it was, uh, oh, man. Then we come out the following week against New England, a game that nobody really thought the Bears could win. We looked as bad as we possibly could in that football game the cherry on top of course being Lamar Houston's knee injury right there at the end with the celebration during garbage time on their backup quarterback down 25 points and yeah celebrating nothing and blows out his ACL he's done for the year so he looks like he was a solid investment for 2014 we get two weeks we come back against the Packers a team we've already played this year a team we play every single year twice a year and um a game, a team that we're always competitive with, you know, even in those in those those seasons where the Bears were seven and nine and Green Bay went 15 and one. Those two victories over the Bears were their toughest victories of the year. You know, they came away knowing that they had, you know, they had been in a football game. And you guys heard me go on a tirade at the end of the review episode in week four when we lost the first game. Going on and on about how Bear fans, you know, this is why we sound like crybabies to Packer fans, because we can never just say, yeah, you guys went out there and you you, you beat us. You know, we, we can never say we lost to the better team because of the funny, goofy things that always happen, like that ricochet interception that Clay Matthews ended up with you know a defender makes a good play on the ball but he doinks it up in the air so that Clay Matthews who is running in that direction the ball hits him in the face and he has no choice but to catch it for an interception and the ball is going the other way not something that would happen to the Green Bay Packers where hey maybe Tim Jennings makes a nice play on the ball but the ball goes directly into the turf and the play is over no when it's the Bears the ball goes skipping off of somebody's chest into the open arms of a a defender who can take it in the opposite direction 55 yards those are the things that always happen in a green bay packer chicago bear game and the ball always bounces in green bay's direction and that's why bear fans are always like dude if it wasn't for this if it wasn't for this if it wasn't for this goofy stuff then the bears would have probably won the football game well we didn't have a moment like that this past sunday there was no like dude can you believe that every time against the packers no it didn't happen Actually, it did, but after it was already 48-7 to when the game was already over, when uh, Jay Cutler decided to skip the ball off of Kyle Long's head into the open arms of, I think it was Hayward was the defender's name, who ran it back 82 yards uh, for a touchdown. Um, if that had happened in the first quarter, then, yeah, maybe, but no. It happened in the third or the fourth quarter when it was already over, and, you know, there was just uh, yeah that just kind of summed up the evening and you know just how badly the bears are playing when our own quarterback skips it off his own guard's head into the open arms of a receiver on a screenplay no less but um you know so this is the first time in a while that i'm able to say we were beat by the better team when it comes to be the bears and the packers or the, the packers just beat us that's that's more like it the, the the packers for a long time have been the better team let's be honest but this is the first time in a long time where we can just say that they came out and flat out beat us. And, uh, you know, from the outset they were winning the football game and, and so on and so forth. This is the first time that, that I can rest easy. You know, I can, put my, I can rest my head on my pillow knowing that we just got beat on Sunday night as opposed to coming out and Green Bay gets some whacked out call that then, you know, they would never get, or, you know, some crazy play took place or, you know, some heroics on the part of Aaron Rodgers. No, none of that stuff happened. We just got beat on Sunday night. And as I promised you guys in the, uh, in the, the preview episode, if I didn't see the bears coming out with that heart with that sense of urgency, determination, you know, that anger, that ready to, set the, ready to set things right and get the season going in the right direction. I would call this thing after the first quarter, and you will hear me. I made good on my promise.
1: Major <laughs> reaction to the Bears and the Packers after one quarter. And I said on my show that I would come out and make the, make basically call the game. After the first quarter, if I didn't see what I was looking for from the Bears, and guess what? I haven't seen it. I don't see the fire. I don't see a spark. No one's playing with the sense of urgency. And to top it all off, Jay threw an interception. He basically floated it out there instead of firing it in there like he usually does and uh, was picked off, uh, intended for Martellus Bennett. The Packers took the short field to put the ball in the end zone, which made it 14 to nothing. That's where we sit right now. And it just seems like the Bears, uh, once again, just aren't ready to play because green bay is absolutely prepared they're marching up and down the field on our on our defense and uh the bears offense gets a first down here first down there and then chokes it out and has to punt the ball uh away so i mean no spark no fire no heart no balls the bears are losing 14 to nothing and they will lose this game as we head into the second quarter
0: (laughs) And I don't like being this way. Honestly, I don't. I don't like being cynical. I don't like being sarcastic. I don't like talking crap about my own team. I really don't. But what have these guys done to make me sound, to make me want to be supportive, to make me want to say, like, you know what, guys? We can turn this around or, hey, that's all right. We'll get them on the next one or anything. It's like, no, you guys suck. You need to play a lot better than this. You are better than this you need to start playing like it because i'm sick of watching you guys play this badly uh i mean it's that's what and and i you know honestly it's it's really not so much that they're playing bad that bothers me i mean it's if we're a bad football team and this is not our year then so be it but at least make it competitive and we haven't been competitive since the atlanta game okay we're talking about three football games in the last four weeks when there's basically been no hope from the outset that our football team came prepared, ready to play, and ready to play football. These guys are out there just going through the motions. It makes me sick to watch it. That's what bothers me so much. If we're going to lose, fine. You know, If this isn't going to be our year, we're going to be a 6-10, and 7-9 football team, which is an optimistic view with the way we've been playing uh, at this point. Um, whatever. It's you know, it's it happens. We have bad seasons. Things need changing. We went out and got the wrong guys in the offseason, whatever the case may be. If it's that going if it's going to be that way. Fine. Let's at least go down swinging, man. Let's at least go down swinging. And we're not even throwing punches out there. We're sparring partners. You know, actually, we're not even sparring partners. We're the we're the boxing coach that's holding up the gloves and we're taking all the shots. That's what's happening to the bears right now. So But if we thought the first quarter was bad, uh, the second quarter was, uh, by the math, three times worse. Uh, actually, it was twice. We, they, we gave up twice as many points in the second quarter as we did. Uh, in the first
1: yeah. knee-jerk reaction to the second quarter of the Bears and the Packers, and um, if if you thought the Bears had hit rock bottom against New England, uh, I mean. It- You you thought that that maybe they hit rock bottom against Miami with the whole blow up in the locker room and that going public and all the rest of that. Then they back that up by having an even bigger flop in New England, uh, only to get two weeks off and then come back the following game and give up forty two points in the first half to New England. uh, Excuse me, to the Green Bay Packers six touchdown passes for Aaron Rodgers when actually it should have been seven, but they uh, they fumbled uh, just on the on their sixth drive they fumbled the ball and the Bears recovered it uh, in the end zone so uh, Aaron Rodgers is over 300 yards for the for the day six touchdown passes uh, Jay Cutler threw the pick and early that led to the, fr- the touchdown in the first quarter uh, Julius Peppers got a sack fumble uh, recovery off of uh, Jay to set up this last touchdown because why the hell not at this point it's uh, you know remember I said it was over after the end of the first quarter well it's it's all the way over now. I wouldn't blame the Bears if they didn't come out uh, of the locker room in the second half, because Green Bay actually gets the ball back, so they get to make it uh, seven touchdowns and eight possessions if uh, if if they feel like it coming out of the locker room. So, anyway, it's forty-two to nothing, Green Bay over the Bears, and yeah, I hate it when I'm right.
0: I do hate it when I'm right. I went into this thing wanting to be wrong. Hell, after the first quarter knee-jerk reaction, my buddy's sitting here. Uh, on the couch watching the game with me. He's like, you know you're going to sound stupid when the Bears come back. I was like, dude, I hope so. I absolutely hope so. I would love to eat crow on my own show because I've already come out and said, we're not going to win the game. We're not. We're we're not as good as Green Bay. They're going to come out there and they're going to kick our ass, and I want to be 100% wrong about that. I want to go out there and I want to apologize to you guys for not being – supportive for not being like you know what i should have said they were going to win i am a bear fan where do i get the nerve picking the green bay packers how do i how dare i pick against my team blah 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 no i you know and i can't i can't uh i will probably pick them to beat minnesota just because minnesota is not a very good football team and we should beat them uh but uh, you know i won't at all be surprised if minnesota comes into soldier field and kicks the tar out of us uh on sunday with the way that we've been playing because we're phoning it in right now. We are just we like I said, we are just going through the motions simply because we have to. So, you know, like I said, Aaron Rodgers, six touchdowns in the first half. It should have been seven. They were actually inside the five yard line. Uh Randall Cobb caught a pass and was uh you know, trying to actually stretch out to get as much yardage as he could. And when he did, Lance Briggs actually jarred the ball out of his hands. It goes rolling into the end zone. The Bears uh, pick it up. I mean, they were a yard short of making it six for six as far as touchdown drives uh, in the first half. But that Randall Cobb uh, fumble gave the ball back to the Bears. But nonetheless, we give the ball back to Green Bay and they make it six touchdowns in seven uh, possessions. And the thing that was disheartening, as if just watching the game wasn't disheartening enough, was that they they made it look so easy. I think you guys have heard me make the analogy before that it looked like uh, they were playing Madden on, on easy level, you know, and, and it that's, you know, what it looked like out there. Uh, there was a play. Aaron Rodgers was rolling to his right. He throws the football. And the moment that he did, you know, it was obvious that it was going to be a deep ball. I said to my buddy who was sitting on the couch here uh, right next to me, and I said, He's wide open. I just knew. I knew whoever the receiver was. I didn't even know who it was. I couldn't even see the receiver. All I knew was he was wide open. And sure enough, Jordy Nelson was wide open, as they showed in a graphic later in the game, by 10 yards. He was behind the safe. Tim Jennings let him go. Ryan Mundy let him run right past him. Uh, He was 10 yards open. And it was one of those things where if there's a defender there, he probably doesn't make the catch because he had to make one of those, you know, anch- you know, tippy-toe catches right in that front corner uh, of the end zone. Uh, as far as the placement, the, the throw wasn't that great. But to when you're wide open like that, it was one of those things where you almost expected him to drop it because it was too easy, you know. But, um, yeah, instead he makes the catch, and it's, you know, I think it was 28 28 to nothing at that point. Uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. I mean, the game was over already. But, you know, Jordan Nelson. that was his second touchdown. The first one, uh, he caught a pass. Uh, he was wide open. He makes a couple of moves. He's gone. Touchdown, uh, 70-something yards, <laughs> like three plays. It was like a three-play, 80-yard drive. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, a 73-yard touchdown pass uh, was what did it. Uh, that play that I just described to you where, where you know, Rodgers heaves it up into the air, uh, you know, 40 yards downfield. If I think it was actually more than that. Um, and I was, you know, b- while the ball's in the air, I tell my buddy he's wide open. Sure enough, he was. Uh, that was on third and 11. Uh, I think it was like the first play of the third quarter, uh, second quarter, actually, uh, that that happened. Uh, Green Bay's up 14 to nothing. They have the football. The Bears get them to third and 11, and then... Yeah, wide open. Nobody's in the neighborhood. Touchdown, Jordy Nelson, and yeah, so that was happening. Um, So in the second half, the Bears actually won the second half, believe it or not, fourteen to thirteen. So yay! Uh, (laughs) If you want to try to find any kind of positive spin, uh, but the majority of that football game was played uh, of the second half was played by Matt Flynn. It was kind of like watching a, a blowout in, in a high school game. Uh, the starters come out and get a huge lead in the first half. Uh, they, they do their warm-ups for the second half. They come out, they take the first possession. After that, the coach benches them and gets the, the reserves in there. That's exactly what happened on Sunday. That's what happened. Um, honestly, I don't know why the starters for the Bears played as long as they did, considering how long it, we, the game had been over with. But, um you know, nonetheless, they were in there for a little while longer, long enough for Jada to, to throw that embarrassing interception uh, in the fourth quarter uh, that resulted in the touchdown for, for Hayward where he doinked it off of uh, Kyle Long's head. And uh, I'm actually going to just string both of the third and fourth quarter knee-jerk reactions uh, together on this one because they basically sound the same.
1: Yeah. Knee-jerk reaction to the third quarter of the Bears and the Packers. Uh it's 48 to 7 and uh, yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much all I got so, um, what's his names in at quarterback for Green Bay now uh, Flynn he's the backup he's in there. Aaron Rodgers uh, I don't think did he come out for the first possession? I'm not sure. He did just one one possession in the third quarter, uh, finished at uh, 18 of 27 for 315 and six touchdowns. For those of you keeping score at home, that means one out of every three passes was a touchdown for Aaron Rodgers. One of every three completions, I should say, was a touchdown for Aaron Rodgers in the first half. So um, that kind of sums that up beautifully, doesn't it? Uh, The Bears only a field goal away from uh, back-to-back 50-point games for the defense. And uh, so we have that to look forward to in the... uh, fourth quarter. Uh, the one touchdown play that we have was actually a tremendous effort from Brandon Marshall. He had to come back and get a, a pass from Jay that was a little underthrown and then uh, wrestled uh, Sam Shields and you know kind of dove into the end. It was actually a really great individual play. Really the only thing worth getting exciting about if it wasn't already 45 to nothing at the time. So. Anyway, it's forty-eight seven. We got fifteen minutes to go before this thing is is over. Finally, knee-jerk reaction to the Bears and the Packers, and it is over. Fifty-five to fourteen, the final score. A pick-six. Uh, led to the other Green Bay touchdown, the one that put them over 50. The Bears have given up 50 points in back-to-back games. Um, the first time that's happened in the NFL since 1923. Um the team that it happened to back in 23 doesn't exist anymore. It uh, was uh, the Rochester something or others. Uh, I don't remember what it was. But 1923, so 81 years. There are people who have lived and lived their entire lives and are dead now since that's happened. And it happened to the Bears. And we were alive to see it, folks. So we, we witness history tonight. First time in 81 years that uh, someone has given up 50 points back-to-back. Um, yeah, the pick six was actually just a perfect definition of the evening. uh, The Bears were setting up a screenplay. Jay threw the football off of Kyle Long's head and it landed into the open arms of uh, a waiting DB for the Packers. It took it back 81 yards for a touchdown. Uh, The Bears' other touchdown came on Chris Williams' kickoff return for a touchdown. Um, You know, it it was bound to happen eventually because it was the 10th return of the evening for him. Uh, The Bears have allowed nine scores, you know, seven touchdowns, two field goals for the 55 points, plus the opening kickoff of the game is 10 kicks. Uh, To Chris Williams' credit, he brought every one of those kicks. He didn't touch back any of them, even though he probably should have at least for a couple of them, but, uh, you know, on his 10th and final chance, he brings it back 101 yards for a touchdown. He was untouched, actually, so Joe D. DiCamillus gets to keep his job for one more week, but um, honestly, folks, I don't know where we go from here. I really don't um, you know it's like the the, the 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 angry bear fan in me wants to wake up tomorrow to hear that people are getting fired that that's so and so lost his job whether it's Mel Tucker or you know whatever it's like heads have to roll after we play like this coming out of a bye week. I mean it was just you know at, at, the, at the you know at, at a certain point it just became and it was during the second quarter when we we're you know, 42 to nothing at halftime and everything where it, this, this all just turns into laughter because there's, there's nothing else you can't do. You know, it's just, it's not funny. It's just not, you you, you can't cry over it. It's not worth getting mad about anymore. So you just have to laugh. And that's what this turned into. Um, just pathetic. So, Anyway, 55 to 14 the final score. Uh, the Bears head back home for the next two weeks. We host uh, Minnesota, then Tampa Bay and uh, you know maybe we'll figure out how to play football in the next two weeks but um, you know we swept by the Packers for the second year in a row or is the f- no we, we actually beat them last year didn't we? <laughs> Doesn't feel like it, but we did. So it uh, doesn't matter. Anyway, the Bears lose 55-14, to fall to 3-6. You can pretty much kiss the season goodbye because now they absolutely have to win. They basically have to win out to have a chance to make the playoffs at 10-6. and six. So anyway, that's it. I'm done talking. Bears at 3-6, and, and the season's over.
0: And there's still seven games left, so obviously the season isn't mathematically over with yet there's still a ton of football left to be played we still have four division games against Detroit and Minnesota the problem being we are four games back of Detroit they're seven and two after beating Miami on Sunday we are basically four games back five games back of Green Bay they're six and three so they're only three games better than us but they beat us head to head twice so that's basically as good good for a five game lead that Green Bay has Over us, we have a lot of ground to catch up, and this was supposed to be the first step, and it just flat out didn't happen. So, you know, you just don't see it happening because not only do we have to be perfect for the rest of the uh, rest of the season, we have to win the last seven games because ten games is what we're going to need to get in. Um, Because we're not going to win the division. I don't think we're going to win the division with ten games. Because, you know, Detroit's actually just playing really well because not only are they winning football games, they're winning with defense. Uh, They're not relying on Matt Stafford to put up 40 points a game to help them win. They're actually uh, they have the number one defense in the NFL this year. So they've they've they found their missing piece. They're doing it defensively. You know, they're the ones that beat Green Bay 13 to 7 a few weeks ago uh so you know that's that's how they're doing it they they don't have to rely on matt stafford to score 40 points a game to win football games anymore they're doing it 13 to 7 and and stuff like that so um you know plus we also have to play the cowboys uh we have to play the saints now both of these teams are at home in chicago in december in the winter in the cold and uh and everything so that favors the bears historically we win those games but like i said what has this team shown you that makes you think it's going to happen? You know, until they come out and have that performance, you just got to think it's going to be more of the same. It's just going to be more of the same, one one game after the other uh, and so on. So anyway, I'm, I'm sick of talking this way. I re- really am. I just want to come out and be like, wow, they look good, didn't they? You know, man, we're four and six, but hey, at least we look like we we look like a football team on Sunday. We came out, we were tackling on defense, we're making plays on offense, running the football, blah blah blah. This is what I want to sound like next week after the Viking game. But um, you know, it's uh, yeah. Let's just go ahead and and finish this thing up. What do you say? Uh, and let's dive right in and conclude the show with everybody's favorite segment. <laughs> Not that there's much to be happy about. Uh, bear up, bear down. Now you'd think after a game where we lose 55 to 14 and where we were down 42 nothing in the process, there wouldn't be a whole lot of praise uh, going around. And you'd be right, actually. there's not going to be a whole lot of praise. Uh, in this thing but um, we did have two performances that I thought were worthy of a bear up this week Uh, the first one being uh, bear up to Brandon Marshall Uh, 10 targets in his direction for eight catches 112 yards and our only touchdown on offense uh, on Sunday and um The, the, the play itself where he scored the touchdown was, was uh, like, I, like I mentioned before, a great individual play. Uh, the pass was a bit underthrown uh, from Jay. Uh, Brandon came back and got it. And then stiff arm Sam Shield right into the turf. I mean, takes his head literally, shoves it into the ground. uh, You know, making his way uh, towards the the end zone has to like roll over another guy and has to extend his body to get the ball into the end zone to you know to break the plane for the score. It was an amazing effort on his part, and uh, of course, uh, for his effort, he got to mess up his ankle again. He caught a pass a little bit later on in the game in the fourth quarter and uh, the, the defender uh, basically landed with his ankle underneath him. And um, so who knows how long that's going to bother him. I think it was the same ankle that he hurt against San Francisco or actually that he hurt against Buffalo that uh, you, you know, that he says should have kept him out of this, the game or out of the season or off the, off the field uh, for four weeks, but he played through it and he's 100%. Well, he's not 100% now. He got hurt again. Uh, against, the, uh, against the Packers so hopefully it's not serious and he'll be back against Minnesota but um, yeah so bear up to Brandon Marshall uh, being the only guy to show up on offense or actually on offense or defense quite frankly uh, on, on Sunday night and the other bear up goes to Chris Williams uh, the 101 yard kickoff return for the touchdown and, and I give him a bear up more so for the effort than the touchdown itself because as I said in the uh, knee-jerk reaction, it was, it was bound to happen. It was bound to happen. So he had ten chances with, our, with the nine scores that we gave up and the opening kickoff, and he brought out every single one. Uh, there was one where he brought it out. He was eight yards deep in the end zone, and he brought it out anyway. You know, And, and I'm, I'm guessing maybe Dee Camillus was telling him to do that because the Bears needed a spark. And at any point, the spark could be helpful but, um, you know, 10 returns, the 10th and final one. God bless him. He returns at 101 yards for a touchdown. So I give Chris Williams the, uh, the bear up for, for the effort, for, continue, for showing the effort. You know, he was, him and Brandon Marshall, the only ones that really showed any kind of determination on Sunday wanting to win that football game against the Remake Packers. So bear up to those guys. Okay. Bear down to Pat O'Donnell. Uh, the first punter in the history of the NFL to have a punt blocked by the defender's own foot. Now, luckily for him, it will go down as a fumble more so than a block punt because... The defender would have blocked the punt no matter what. Uh, you know, as, as a matter of fact, he probably did the defender a favor by not actually kicking the ball because he probably would have sent it right up into the poor guy's testicles because that, you know, that guy was already on top of Pat O'Donnell before he kicked the ball off. But it more so happened because Pat O'Donnell kicked the ball like he had nine seconds to get it off. Uh, you know, like he just had all the time in the world to get the punt off. And by the time he lollygags his way into getting the ball down, uh, the defender was there, kind of jumps up in the air to kind of defend himself while trying to block the punt at the same time and magically tips the ball with his foot and, and blocks the punt. Um, and, you know, and O'Donnell ended up falling on the ball right there, basically where he was standing and recovers it. But there was like, Jesus Christ, what else? What else can happen? Uh, bear down to Jay Cutler like I said that first quarter interception just kind of summed it all up instead of firing it in there with all the power that we know Jay has in his arms he kind of just meh you know just uh through the motions hey he's open I'll throw it to him no big deal yeah and then the defender steps in front of it and the next thing you know seven to nothing becomes 14 to nothing and they're off and rolling after that just the poor performance from Jay statistically not a bad night uh 272 yards uh you know, uh, he threw a touchdown pass to Brandon Marshall, obviously, two interceptions. It's not a bad night statistically. It's just, like I said, no fire, no passion, no leadership. Uh, you know, Martellus Bennett, he was the target for that reception, uh, but he also dropped a few passes. And like I said, dropped passes like he was in practice. Didn't care, if ball hit the ground. Never see him do one of those smacking his hands like, damn it, you know, and then run back to the hall. No, I dropped the ball, whatever. Um, bear down to Mark Tresman you had two weeks to get ready for a nationally televised game against your arch rival with your season seemingly on the line and your football team did not show up. Shame on you. You're lucky to still have a job, in my opinion. Lucky to still have a job. Uh, bear down to Mel Tucker. Your defense has given up 50 points two weeks in a row. Now, granted, not all of those 50 points fell on you, but uh, for the second week in a row, most of them did. Uh, your your opposing quarterback threw for uh, 42 points, six touchdowns in the first half, in the first half. So just want to emphasize that, in the first half. uh, The Bears are a charter member of the National Football League, and in the last two weeks, your defense has set a record for the most points that it's allowed in the first half. An organization that's been around for 95 years you set a record in back-to-back weeks on how many points that team has given up before the break. So congratulations. And finally, uh, Lance Briggs. Uh, no, actually not finally, but Lance Briggs. want to give him a bear down. Um, number one for the comments that he made about, uh, you know, actually saying, well, well, you know, Yeah, this is probably my last season with the Bears. It's probably my last game against the Packers in a Bear uniform. Uh, You know, thinking about what's happening at the end of the year when you should be thinking about here and now and how to improve this year's football team so this season doesn't suck the way that it has uh, for everybody. So bear down to him, uh, and also because he didn't play well on Sunday. I mean, screw him. And then uh, a bear down to everybody else in a freaking Bear uniform on Sunday. Good God. What the hell, guys? Really, what the hell? So it just, um, you know, two weeks, national TV, three and five, trying to dig ourselves out of a hole, give ourselves the best chance to succeed in the second half. And, you know, like I said, it's not that we lost. It's not that we lost, because honestly, I expected us to lose this game. I didn't think that we would win. But I, th- we didn't even make a game out of it. Uh, You know, all those times where the Packers were the by far superior team going into this thing, and somehow they only beat us by four points, and we actually walked away thinking that we should have won. Yeah, we didn't have that in either of these games this year, and now you've dug yourselves a hole that you almost certainly will not get yourselves out of unless you go on a historic turnaround in the last seven games, and I hope and pray that that happens. I hope and pray it happens. I hope that week 17, after we beat the Minnesota Vikings and we are entering the playoffs, that I can play this segment about how pissed off and how much hope I've lost for this team. We can look back on this as a recorded segment in the last show of the season, and I'm like, you know what? How funny is it that how sad and and, in despair I sounded – in this last segment of this episode after the Green Bay game to where we are now seven weeks later. How hilarious is that? How amazing has this year been? Blah, 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 blah. So I hope and pray that that happens. I hope we go on a seven-game winning streak and make our way into the playoffs, and I hope that I'm as wrong as humanly possible and that at the end of the next seven weeks, I think Mark Trestman should have a statue in front of Soldier Field, and Mel Tucker will be sorry to lose him when he gets a head coaching job next season, okay? I hope these are all things I'm saying after the Minnesota game or after our playoff run or whatever, but at this point, we all know that's not going to happen. So anyway, I'm going to get the hell out of here so I can get on with my life and get ready for minnesota and all that kind of stuff come on back on thursday probably thursday night uh maybe friday morning uh for the preview episode of the chicago bears review we preview our matchup with the minnesota vikings so until then my name is larry d and this has been the chicago bears review